Everybody, I'm Brian Clapp, VP of Content and Engaged Learning at WorkInSports.com, and this is the Work in Sports Podcast. For all the new listeners to the show, on Mondays, we do an episode with a fan question. I want to be here to help you through the questions you have as you start to launch your sports career. There's all kinds of questions you may have, and I'm here as a resource to you to help answer these. Then on Wednesday, we do an expert interview. So for example, this week we have on Jack Settleman, who is the CEO of Snapback Sports, which happens to be the most popular, the most followed Snapchat sports account in the world, like more than anybody else in sports, more than LeBron James. Like, dude is really tapped into the new media phenomenon and sports content creation and really is a master of engaging with audiences. And so we had a really great conversation that will come up on Wednesday. And that's a time where we get to learn more about how they build out who they are, how they got started, what they're, what they look for when they're hiring staff and how they grow and where they see the industry going. And these are always great conversations. We try to make them evergreen, meaning you could go back and listen to an interview I did last year and it would still be just as relevant today as it was then. So they last. So you can go back and listen to any of our episodes. They make sense still. Um, but on Mondays, we tend to get really tactical, well, and strategic, I guess you could say, but we really try to lean into a fan question and try to give a specific answer and different techniques you may be able to use to help you progress. So we've got a good question coming in this week, and I want to jump right on it. It speaks to the urgency of this moment, and it comes from Michelle in Boston. Here's Michelle's question. Hi, Brian. Huge fan of their podcast. You've given me guidance and confidence as I traverse this super strange time in the sports industry. My question for you is simple, but I also hope profound enough to pique your interest. I have been getting a lot of job interviews. I had three in the last month, for example, but I am not getting the job. I'm panicking a bit because every time I go on LinkedIn, I see yet another person landing their dream job and celebrating. It seems like everyone else is landing their dream opportunity and I'm still on the bench. What am I doing wrong and how do I step up my game? Michelle, this is a wonderful question. I'm going to dive in deep. We're going to get into it. Now, first off, I want to preface everything by saying I'm not in the room with you, so I don't know exactly what's happening wrong, but there are some best practices I want to really hammer into here. As a little bit of foundation for this conversation, I seriously believe the interview process is the most important step of the entire process. We'll talk about, you know, gaining the right type of experience so that you stand out. And we'll talk about how to build your resume and cover letter. We'll talk about how to build your personal brand. We'll talk about things like networking. All these things are super important, but they're all leading up to the interview process. And if you do all those things right, you gain the right experience, dude, it, it, the, the experience that like stands out on your resume, your resume is really dialed in, your cover letter is on point, your personal brand is strong, you have a good network, you do all those things, but you get in front of somebody or you get on Zoom with somebody and you bomb that process, none of it matters. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. The interview process is the most important step. And where I try to tell people all the time, practice, 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 but also go in with a game plan. So what I mean by having a game plan, um, first off, put yourself in their shoes and try to figure out where this conversation really is. What do they know about you right now? If they have called you and said, we'd like to have you take a screen or a phone call interview, or we want to set you up for round two on a, on a Zoom call, or we want to have you come in and meet face to face, what do they know at that point? 
they know that you have the skills to do the job or else they wouldn't have contacted you, right? Now, that's not 100%. Sometimes people make prospects. Sometimes people go on gut instinct. Sometimes people try and say, like, I think I feel something about this person. I'll, I'll give them a call and see. But more often than not, when we're talking in a best practices sense, the interviewee who, interviewer, sorry, who is trying to book the time with you has gone through your resume, has determined that you have enough of the skills to be interesting that are necessary for this job, and they want to talk to you further. So keep that in your mind. What do they know about you? They know you have the skills to do the job, at least on some level. And so what do they need to know about you, right? That's where you take it to the next level. Okay, what do they know about me? They know I have the skills. What do they need to know about me? What are they trying to learn out of this process? What are their goals for these conversations that are going to happen next? They want to learn who you are. They want to learn what you bring to the table. They want to really feel like they know you and can project you. What does that mean, project you? Okay, so when let's use that Major League Baseball draft as an example. They teams are drafting high schoolers a lot of times. And they are looking at them and they are projecting how their body will continue to grow, how their skills will continue to improve, how they will be in three or four years when they actually become maybe Major League viable. Have they reached their ceiling or do they have a long way to go? That's what we're doing in the interview process as well. We're trying to learn and project where someone might end up, how they'll fit with our organization, how they fit with the things that we need within our organization. So put yourself in the shoes of the interviewer. They are trying to learn more about you. What stands out about you? What makes you special? Who are you, right? So put yourself in their shoes. That's what they're trying to figure out. Give it to them. Give it to them. Make sure they come out of that interview session knowing who you are. Now, what do I mean by that? I don't mean like, oh, I like to do stained glass on the weekends and I'm big into gardening. I don't necessarily mean that stuff, although there's nothing wrong with some of that stuff. But I want to make sure that what you're getting across are those soft skills that stand out to the, to the like standout traits and skills that you can make sure come across in your moments with them. Let's break this down again. Okay. So interviewer talks to you for 45 minutes on the phone or on a video. What do they do next? As soon as they finish that, they write down their notes or they might be writing down notes in between. And they probably put out some sort of an executive summary to the hiring manager or to their staff or to their boss. Like if it's a early round one and it's an HR person who's doing the initial phone screening, they'll put together a two, two line message to the hiring manager to say, hey, I really like this person because X, Y, and Z, okay? And then in the next phase, the hiring manager, you know, let's say it's me and I'm interviewing and it's for a job that I'm going to be the manager of, I'm going to be the boss of, I may be then having to do the exact same thing to my boss and say, hey, we're on a good progress. I really interviewed, I just interviewed this person. I really like them for X, Y, and Z. Why do I keep saying this? I really like them for X, Y, and Z. Because they're boiling you down to a couple of traits, They're giving their higher up, their next in line, understanding of why you might be good for this role or why you might not be. So what I'm getting at in this process is you need to pick two or three things that you want to make sure you really hammer home in the process. Leadership and technical skills, okay? Uh, Passion and organization. 
project management and attention to detail. These are the kind of things I'm saying could get into a summary of how somebody characterizes you. Remember, an interviewer may be interviewing 10 people in a day. How are you going to stand out? Because you're going to lean into a certain subset of skills that you have and really hammer them home, you're going to stand out for those things. Now, how do you know which two or three to focus on? Okay, good question. If you hit the, if you miss the target and you're continually talking about things that aren't really important to this job, that's a problem. You're not going to get noticed. So how do you know which two or three to focus on? Well, it's got to be things you actually have for one, Uh, but also study the job description. They will pretty much tell you in there what's most important about this role, what they really need, what they really want. And you have to use a little bit of your intuition to say, okay, I get what they're saying right now. They clearly need somebody to lead these projects moving forward. But there has to be a strong attention to detail because they've had problems in this area or whatever, right? If you study the job description, research the company, the news surrounding the company, you do your research, you're going to get a pretty good vibe of those two or three traits that you really need to make sure you hammer home. You want to control the narrative. And I know that's a saying that gets thrown out there a lot, but what you, you really do want to control that messaging. You want it to be, this is how I project myself. This is where I feel strongest. This is where I know you need to be. I want you to see me in the light that you need, right? Now, one piece of advice before I go any deeper in this, stay flexible because you're guessing a little bit. You know, you're guessing a little bit based on what you think that they need. If you're interviewing, if the interviewer is leaning you in other directions, be able to adjust. So here's an example. If you keep talking about your leadership skills and they're throwing you a vibe, that's great, but we need someone strong in execution, be ready to pivot. Okay, you got to stay flexible in this. You still want to have two or three things you're really strongly going to focus in on. But you may have to adjust a little bit. You may have to read what's going on in the moment, be a really good active listener And then adjust your process so that you can, you know, really hammer into the thing that they're giving you a vibe that they want you to lean into, right? So how do you prep for this? Tell stories surrounding these traits. Have them ready. So if you've determined that project management and attention to detail are two things you really want to lean into, have a way of describing these things, what you've done. Don't just say I'm really good at these things. Have a story. Tell me about a time. Dig into it. When I say dig into it, I don't mean walk through your thought process. If you try to tell a story about how, you know, you came into a project and it was behind schedule and it was floundering and there wasn't enough transparency and who was owning what and there was all these problems with it and you went through and did X, Y, and Z to get things back on track. You ended up hitting on time because you made this adjustment. You did, you know, all the different things you did. You learned as you went through the process that one person wasn't as strong in this area, so they moved them to a different part. Those adjustments share like that mind dump a little bit because that's going to explain more about how you work and why you work than just the X's and O's of, I had a project, it was behind schedule, I got it back on schedule. Give me more, right? You really make them say to themselves, this is the interviewer who's listening and say to themselves like, oh my gosh, this person totally gets it. And they could really make a positive change here. So get these stories together. You know, talk about ways that you are a leader or you have the great technical stills or you have passion or you're really organized. Have those things ready to go. Because if you start to hit on what they need, not just skills, but in soft skills, not just tangible skills, like I can do X, Y, and Z, right? I can actually run these tools. I've actually done these things. Uh, You know, those, those real extreme technical skills that are a requirement of the job. 
But if you start to understand what they need from a soft skills perspective and can lean your interviews in that direction, really hammer home that narrative, then when they talk about you, it's going to be in a different way because they're going to say, I really feel like this person nailed it on these things we need. That's how you make the right impression. That's how you go home with a winning opportunity. You want to be memorable, not because you did something goofy or you, your resume had a, you know, uh, I've seen strange things before, but not be, you don't want to be memorable for the wrong reasons. You want to be memorable because you're hitting exactly on the targets. So figure out what the target is, figure out what they're looking for, do that research, lean your stories into that area so that you're becoming, you have a strong value proposition, right? As a business, we often talk about our value proposition. What do we stand for? What do we believe in? What, is, what, are we, what are we doing here, right? Why? Why are we doing it? How are we doing it? All those kind of things, value proposition. You have one of those too. So make sure they understand it. When you get out of that interview process, make sure you've hammered those things so that they know exactly who you are. And they can feel like, okay, I'm ready to make a commitment to this person to the next phase or to the job themselves. So if you start doing these things, these are subtle adjustments. These are subtle adjustments, but I think it will step up your game. I did a podcast a couple weeks ago about going extra. I think that's also super important. I just didn't want to really be redundant here. I wanted to give some new ideas. But if you haven't listened to that podcast, I would also say try to deliver something tangible in each phase. So I had it. I'll give an example. I had an interview process going on recently where somebody, when they were going into the, a final panel interview, they delivered a, um, a three minute video kind of explaining them, telling their story a little bit more, showing pictures of them in regular everyday life. It made them come to life for the panel. And it was not something that was asked for. It was something that was just delivered. I had another one recently where before the, even the first round of interviews, after, I'm sorry, after the phone interview process, and they were going to have their first round of interviews with me, they delivered essentially a site audit. They delivered how they would do social campaigns. They did, uh, delivered what they liked, didn't like, what they saw as opportunities for change within the organization. And it showed that they were really putting the effort in. These were impressive little things weren't asked for. They were going extra. I'm not sure that's always scalable if you're interviewing a lot, but I think it's worth it for the jobs that you're really interested in. So I don't want to go too deep into that because I just talked about it recently. But if you start doing some of these things, because remember, the interview process is so important. If you start doing some of these things, I think you'll find your results start to step up too and good things will start to happen. Michelle, thanks again. I really did enjoy this question and talking about it. Remember, Jack Settlement on Wednesday. Super excited about that. It was a high energy, really focused, youthful interview. And what I mean by that is he's 24 and he is really, really, really well connected to the desires of the audience, which is something I admire greatly. It was a great conversation. I think you'll enjoy it. So make sure to tune into that on Wednesday. Thanks everybody. Talk to you soon.